can help in the topic of my deliberation, I want you to minister it to them. You are made for more. You are made for more. We just heard about the excess love of God. He loved us so much. He bestowed so much on us. So we are made for more. Join me quickly. Um, this is not my text, but I'm going to read it if you can. The book of Acts chapter 3. Just go there. That's not my main text, but I just want to just take something. I'm going to talk about two sets of people this morning. Acts chapter 3. If I can get there myself. Bible says, I'm going from verse 2. And a certain man lame from his mother's womb was carried, whom they had laid daily at the gate of a temple, which is called Beautiful, to ask harms from those who enter the temple, who see and John about to go into the temple, ask for arms. Fixing his eyes on him with, Pete, with John, Peter said, look at us. And he gave them his attention, expecting to receive arms from them. Then Peter said, silver and gold I do not have, but what I have I give to you. Second Kings. That's the first category of people, uh, first set of people. Second Kings chapter 7. And this is my main text for today. And I'm starting. Are we there from verse 3? Now there were four leprous men at the entrance of the gates. And they said to one another, why are we sitting here until we die? If we say we would enter the city. The famine is in the city. If we shall, and we shall die there. But if we sit here, we will die also. Now, therefore, come, let us surrender to the army of the Syrians. If they keep us alive, we shall live. And if they kill us, we shall only die. Then they rose at twilight to go to the camp of the Syrians. And when they had come to the outskirts of Syrian camp, they were surprised to find no one there. I just talked about the book of Acts, the, 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 man at the, the lame man at the gate, beautiful. Now, a lot of the times in life, that man obviously was lame and he sat at the gate, beautiful. Isn't it such an irony? You know, when I was studying this, I looked at the temple. The temple was so magnificent. It was built of silver. Yet, and it was actually called beautiful because of the opulence. But this man's situation was ugly. He was not only lame, but he was a beggar. He was at the gate and he was begging for alms. And in actual fact, we had people that were carrying him there on a daily basis. And they would drop him there, just at the entrance. They never said, come inside the temple. They would drop him there and go inside the temple to worship. But this man would sit there begging for alms. As far as he was concerned, that was my lot. As far as he was concerned... That is the best that I can be at the gates. In the ugly situation at a place called beautiful. Majority of us sometimes, this is where we're at, because it's a mindset. We are the gates called we are the gates called beautiful, yet our situation is ugly. In fact, as far as thank God for James and Peter. For, for, you know, because if not, Peter and John, I mean, sorry. Because the best they were doing. At actual facts, when they give him money, the best he'll get is money for food for that day. Then he would have to come back again tomorrow to wait again for another feed. In actual fact, the people that were carrying him, they would have had, uh, I don't know, carriers anointing. We carry him and we dump him there. So this is a mindset. 
Now, the second group of people that I, thought, that I talked about, these are the four leprous men. The Bible says four of them, they were leprous. So let me give you a little backdrop to that story. In the book of 2 Kings chapter 6, um, the Syrians, they had besieged uh, uh, the Israelites in Samaria. King Joram, he was a wicked king. And at that time, things were so expensive. If you go to chapter 6, we won't go there. If you go, things were so expensive because they had besieged the city. Nobody could go out, nobody could come in. So really, things become very expensive to the point where they started boiling their children to eat. The inhabitants had become cannibals. If you, so they had, they, things were so expensive. In actual fact, they said the donkey's head was equivalent of $350 in today's money. I mean, who wants to eat a donkey's head anyway? But it was as bad. Food was that scarce that they decided, look, okay, so two women came and said, look, let's, this hunger is becoming too much. Let's boil your own son today. So tomorrow, we will eat my own. But unfortunately, you know how the mothers are. When we finished eating the first one, and it was now turned for her, so yeah, bring your own, let me eat. Ah, She went to hide that one. It was that bad. And Elisha was called upon. And in fact, the king was so angry, I went to Elisha. Elisha said, look, as long as God lives, this time tomorrow, things will be so cheap. Food will be everywhere. But of course, you know, they were doubting Thomas. Ah, you, except this is not this country we're living in. It can never happen. Now, so there were these four leprous men. That's the backdrop to the story. They were together. And as far as they were concerned, there is a serious matter here. We're hungry. There's famine. If we stay, we will die. If we go, we may die. But it's a maybe. Because what we're meeting there, we don't know. And this is, I mean, these are people who were not whole. These are people that were lepers. In actual fact, most of the time, you know in the olden days, when you're a leper, you, are, you can't even enter the city. They keep you at the gate. But even in their disadvantage, even in their inability and inadequacy, they decided, let's go. We don't have anything to lose. We are just going forward. And this is where a lot of us today, we are shackled. I am going to visit us as much as possible with the time that I have. They decided we are going forward irrespective. Death may await us, but we will go. If we perish, we perish, but we will go. Because staying here, we will die anyway. And so they moved forward. Now, the Bible says, when they moved forward at twilight, if you read further, it said, they went into the camp. And when they went into that camp, the camp was empty. Now, do you know what happened? Because they dared to take a step, because they decided to move, what God did was their, I don't know what you call them, their stumps. It became like the sound of a mighty army to those people. And as soon as obviously they heard, they thought, ah, look, the king of Israel has hired people against us. These are just four lepers coming. These were just four lepers. So the God that you serve is mightier, he is greater, he is bigger. So they said, so, and that's, because, that's why they fled. Look, the king has hired people against us. Uh, the Hittites and the king of Egyptians, they've come to attack us. Therefore, they arose and fled at twilight and left the camp intact. 
They left their tents, they left their horses, they left their donkeys, and they fled for their lives. These lepers, overnight, changed the economic climate of a nation. Say to your neighbor, you're made for more. Some of us belittle ourselves. Some of us, we cannot go forward for one reason or another. And so I cited the two examples of those people. One decided, well, I'm just going to be here. Carry me here. Put me at the entrance. It doesn't matter how beautiful the gate is. My lot is the gate. It does not matter how the temple is. My lot is the gate. I will sit here and beg for alms. The other said, look, no. We are going anyway. Whether we die, we die. God has bestowed so much on the inside of us. You know, I grew up in Nigeria and I've been here for quite a long time. I've mixed with a lot of people. Both the rich, the not so rich. Both the poor. But I realize it is the same 24 hours we all have. It's what you do with yours that separates you. It's how you manage yours that separates you. It's a mindset we must have. Now, let me just go quickly. Really, there are three things I want to point out. Maybe four. Maybe four. Because a lot of us are looking for savior. You're looking for the savior in a suit. Some of us are looking for savior in a bottle. Some of us are looking for savior in, I don't know, anointing oil. But your creator, the one that made you, the one that knows, the architect of your soul, that knows your weakness, that knows your strength. He says, come back to me. I will teach you. How many of us go back to God and say, God, what would you have me do? He is the creator of heaven and the earth. Before you were formed in your mother's womb, he says, I knew you. He says, I have ordained you. You are a miracle waiting to happen. Why are we shortchanging ourselves? The first thing you have to do, number one, change your thinking. Number one, that was the first thing those people did. Change your thinking. Please, the one thing that God gave us, human beings, human beings, the one thing that God gave us is the ability to use our mind. Animals have been in the baboon. In the, baboon has been in the forest for so long. He's never thought how to create a chair. Animals have been wandering. Dogs have been wandering. They've never thought, okay, I need to create a computer. The thing that differentiates us from animals is the ability to think. Ability to engage our mind. Ability to really develop. Because Bible says he created us in his image and in his likeness. Genesis 1.27 says God created man in his own image. In the image of God, he created him. Male and female, he created them. Then he blessed them. And God said to them, be fruitful, multiply, fill the earth, subdue it, have dominion. How many of us are domineering? A man can never be taller than his head. The height of your thoughts is going to be the height of your life. We must seek a spiritual revival. As we, as we seek a spiritual revival, seek a mental revolution as well. Speak to yourself. God, what would you have me do? What would you have me do? All of us are running everywhere looking for money. Can I submit to you the millionaires of this world? The only thing they look for 
They don't look for money. They look for solution. Money follows solution. Bill Gates, we know obviously it's all about computers and all that. Right now, as we speak, he's doing everything to look for how to get power out of renewable energy. So you can imagine if he gets that power, they will say, ah, he's just lucky. And the whole of Nigerian problems will be solved. Do you understand? He's not lucky. He's looking for solution. He's looking for a way out. So money follows solution. Let's not just sit up and wake up and say, ah, I just need to get. I just need to get. No. Look for solution. I'm going to use somebody as an example this morning. And I, I know the person is very shy. This week, maybe about a week and a half ago, I walked around and I was in church in Avely in the kitchen. And I said, ah, God. I looked at the oven. The oven was really dirty. And I said, ah, thinking, sure, this our oven is quite dirty. But, you know, also in church, I don't know what everybody does. But when we get to church, there is always a van. I don't know whether you've seen the van. Oven cleaning business. Ah, I thought, why don't you speak to the person that owns? Please, is Mr. Gbola in this house? He's in children's church. Please, find him. You know? And I thought, wow, okay, just, you know, get, get, get him. Uh, so Dickie Show spoke to him, and he came, and I think two, three days ago, he came in. And to be honest with you, you know, a lot of the times when they show us before and after pictures, we think it's a lie. This was real. <laughs> the before and after when he finished his work, I was amazed. And you know, as Nigerians, we cook a lot. We don't like washing the oven. I don't know whether some of you like, we don't oven, you know, you will wash the top, but the oven we don't. When Mr. Uh, please find Mr. Agola. Ah, Mrs. Agola, okay, let's see you. <laughs> Stand on behalf of your husband. Do you know, the gift of a man will bring him before kings. The man came, I mean, he unscrewed every single thing on that oven. He's looking for solution. You are made for more. What solution are you looking for? What are you trying to solve? 24 hours, Bill Gates has the same 24 hours. Jeff Bezos has the same 24 hours. What are we doing with our own? Please help me ask your neighbor. What are we doing with our own? The Bible says in Proverbs 23, 7, as a man thinks in his heart, so is he. We need to get our creativity going. Luke 15, 11 to 17. I will not read it, but you can go there. Luke 15, 11. This is the story of the prodigal son. We know the prodigal son. He left home and he went to do his own thing, collected. Mr. Gola, is he there? No. Ah, he's still coming. <laughs> yeah. Do you know the prodigal son? He went out. He took all what, is in, what he felt was his inheritance, and he went away with it. And he came back. Before he came back, whilst he got to a level where he was dining with pigs, there was one singular act, act that he did, and that's verse 17. The Bible says, but when he came to himself, that is the power of thinking. When he came to himself, he thought, ah, ah. I am better than this. This is not where I belong. In my father's house, there are servants. 
In fact, the way I am now, I, I, I can't even believe this is how far I have fallen. The ability to think. The ability to say to yourself, no, I am better. I am made for much more. Christ died for us. The investment was by no means little. It cost them a lot. What are we giving him back? What are we giving him as a return for his investment in us? Going to Calvary was by no means child's play. Amen. Thinking is the key to self-development. You must think. It is vital for your mental growth. Thinking puts things in perspective. It is the bridge between knowledge and application, desire and reality. Thinking solves problems. Thinking separates a leader from a follower. And you have to ask me every day, what should I do? So what should I wear? So how should I do? You are not a thinker. You lack initiative. You must have, decide in the morning, okay, so how am I going to plan my day? What am I supposed to do? Get initiative. Get thinking. The Bible says you were created in his image. One of the things, one of the big, biggest qualities of God, he's a creative father. He created the heavens and the earth. So what are we doing? You just put everything under. And Bible says, well, not the Bible. If, if I, I mean, that's what I say. If I always have to dictate your every move, then you're wasting your talent and gifting. If you do not think, you will stink. If you do not, if you stink, your priorities will shrink completely. Your possibilities will shrink. You must be a thinker. A thinker is a leader. Please, Mr. Gola, just wave. wave. They saw your face. They, have you seen him? Give him a big round of applause. They want to see you, please. You, don't, you haven't done anything. You have done something. You have done right. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. For the work you do is amazing. So you are made for more. So I'm asking you, what is your next move? Number two, change your association. Change your association. Did you see the four lepers? One of them did not say, ah, you, we're not going to. <laughs> you people go by yourself. They were on the same wavelength. They understood. Say, ah, ah, four of us, we go together. One could have said, ah, no, 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 no. Some of us are associating wrongly. I won't even go because pastor has talked about it. Friends of destiny over the last two days. But can I just submit to you? An elephant and an ant don't mix. An elephant and an ant do not mix. If you are a goat, you don't marry a fish. Where will you live? You have to be. I beg you. If you are an eagle, you don't mix with chickens. You lose your ability to fly completely. You can never soar. If you are an eagle, you mix with eagles. In fact, you are looking for bigger ones because you can bounce ideas off them. You can't do it alone. See some elephants with ants. You crush you completely. 
And that's even for people that are not married. I beg you, just a digression. Look before you marry. You are made for more. You smell like the company you keep. Show me your friends, the Englishman says, and I will tell you who you are. Psalm 1, verse 1 to 3. One of my favorite. In fact, from young, I tell my children, recite this psalm. Blessed is the man who walks not in the counsel of the ungodly. You must know. You must hang around with people that can handle your destiny. Don't cast your pearls before swines. You must know who they are. Know their mindsets. You bounce ideas off them. You ask them the right questions. They provide you with information. Bible says, iron, sharpness, iron. Ah. So does a man sharpen the countenance of his friends? Proverbs 27, 17. You can't. Let me be honest with you. You cannot build a kingdom with somebody who is still craving the attention of the village. You are meant to possess. We are taking territory. This one is still talking about the village. So you can imagine if the four lepers were to say, ah, nobody, tomato we had yesterday is okay. We don't really need to. They changed the economic climate in their disadvantage. So I don't know what you're looking at, what you're waiting for. Your association must be right. Associate well. So please, I beg you. Everywhere, look around you. Pastor has said it. The last two weeks has been that. Look around you. Look at who you have in your corner. If they cannot handle your destiny, please run. In fact, there's something that I think Pastor said. I saw it somewhere. Uh, I think maybe somebody put it on Instagram, actually. It says you choose your friends conditionally, but you love them unconditionally. So you, you look at what you're picking. Look at who is around you. Who, are the, who is your circle of influence? It's very important. Number three, change your habits. Are you getting something today? Change your habits. Say to your neighbor, I am made for more. I am made for more. This is an area where a lot of us feel victim mentality. You are always whining. You're always whinging. You need to change your habits. Only a fool does the same thing over and over and expects a different result. If you are 35, you've been doing it this way and it has not worked, change. If you are 20 and it has not paid you, has not worked, change. So if you feel that, ah, in 2017, I did it. I've been doing it since my father was born. Since I was born, this is how we do it. Change. It's not taking you anywhere. There is no temptation you go through. 1 Corinthians 10, 13. It says, no, because a lot of the times we are victims of things that happen. Ah, you don't know. It's my upbringing. You don't understand. It's how my father was. You don't understand. I was abused. Listen, and I'm not condoning those things. They are good, but please. It says, there's no temptation has overtaken you except such as is common to man. Are we there? But God is faithful, who will not allow you to be tempted beyond what you're able. But with the temptation, he will make the way of escape that you may be able to bear it. This last year, this year, I have been on cancer journeys with a few ladies. 
And to be honest with you, I have been totally astounded. One of the things we established is this cancer is not unto death. So once it's not unto death, so whatever it takes, we are going to give it. You go through the treatment, you did what you have to do, but every one of them has held on to the word of God and they have come out. They have come out. God is faithful. God is faithful. He says there is no temptation that man has not seen before. Because it's only me. It is not only you. Open your eyes wide enough. There are many. In actual fact, there are people in worse situations. These lepers were in worse situations. They could have said, look, please, I'm not even going to do it. Sometimes it's in your marriage. There are people in worse marriages. But the Bible says, even by your conduct, if you had an unbelieving husband, change your response to issues. Change your habits. Sorry, that was a change your habits. That's where I am. The road to success is always under construction. You encounter so many potholes. You encounter so many delays. But keep your focus on where you're going. Many are the afflictions of the righteous. But there's a deliverance at the end of it. So let's not be victim. So circumstances happen. Listen, I'm standing here. Life happened to me. If I show you, Pastor, let me see your scars on your back. My leg was a challenge. Four years ago, three years, a challenge. But I decided there is no devil demon yet born. I am standing. I am not going to be victim to this. I'm not going to succumb to this. And you need to tell yourself that. We handicap ourselves. Then God is saying, no. The foundation has been shaken. The chains have been broken. Walk out of the prison door. Some of us are still sitting there. Well, I don't know. Because what is out there, I'm not sure. But the leprous people, they decided, no. We are going. There's no point complaining if you will not change anything. The same 24 hours we have is what we have. Nobody's going to give you 25. Nobody will give you 26. The richest men on the face of this have the same. Is how many of these that you do you sleep for 20 out of the 24? Please ask your neighbor, do you sleep out of 20 out of the 24? Because I don't know. <laughs> I'm telling you, I was saying, I was saying to my daughter, I was saying to her, I said, look, you have 24 hours. Maximum, sleep eight. The remaining, work. Make effective use of your time. Let every hour count for something. Don't go to bed and think, ah, goodness, if only. There's no if only. You cannot get 17th of May back. Number four. Change your responses to issues. Change your responses to issues. Champions carry on no matter what. Winners don't quit. 2 Corinthians 12.8. This is our Apostle Paul. We all look at him. It says, concerning this thing, I pleaded with the Lord three times. This was Paul doing all sorts of miracles that he might depart from me. 
And he said to me, my grace is sufficient for you. For in my strength, for, for in, your, in my strength is made, where is he saying? My strength is made perfect in weakness. Therefore, most gladly, I will rather boast in my infirmities that the power of Christ may rest in me. I stand here glorying, glorying in my tribulation because I refuse to be defeated. I refuse to be downtrodden. And you must have, what is your response to issues? Paul had prayed and prayed and God said, no, my grace is sufficient. Sometimes when you're going through issues, it's to build capacity in you. It's to strengthen you, develop a spine of steel. God is counting on you. Generations yet unborn are counting on you. They are waiting on you. You cannot afford to just roll over and say, well, it's okay. Matthew 26, 39. This is the Lord Jesus Christ himself. And he did this not because he was weak. He was 100% man. He says he went a little further and fell on his face and prayed, Father, oh Father, if it is possible, let this cup pass from me. Nevertheless, not as I will, but your will be done. It wasn't a comfortable situation. It was not comfortable for him at all, but he said, no, for your sake, for you, for me, I will go. Verse 42, again, the second time he did the same thing. He went away and he prayed, saying, oh, Father, if this cup cannot pass away unless I drink it, then your will be done. It's not comfortable. There is always a story behind every glory. When Minister Antonia was sharing on Friday, she went to, to, to the book of 1 Samuel 30. David, when obviously he went to war, and by the time he came back, they had carried all their children and carried all their wives. His friends, his people were going to stone him. But the Bible says he encouraged himself in the Lord. And when he encouraged, he, and he encouraged himself, he cried, he wept, and he went to inquire, God, should we go? He said, no, go, because you will recover all. So some situations and circumstances are not comfortable. But we need to change our response to them. You are made for more. You say to your neighbor, you are made for more. Wow. I'm going to run up. I'm going to speed up very quickly. So what's the first thing that you have to do? Number two. Number three. Number four, you have to. And look at what the lepers, look at what they did. They went forward. Pastor said something to me this week. And this, he really, really stayed with me on, on Monday. On Monday he said it. He said, you know, Mochi, do you know what? God is looking for partners. He's not looking for parasites. He has shed his blood already for you and I. He's looking for partners. He's looking. He says in the book of Isaiah 1.18, come, let us reason together. God is looking for thinkers. He's looking for creative people that will come and say, God, this is, I have taken one step. When you take a step of faith, heaven backs you up. When you step out on the limb, God honors your obedience. He says he will bless the work of your hands. Half of us the hands are tied. 
And so there's, he does not bless mess. If there's nothing to bless, he will just be looking at you. And so in this day that we're in, we need to arise. Say to your neighbor, arise. You are made for much more. The Bible says in the book of 1 John 4, 4, you are of God, little children, and you have overcome, overcome them. Because he that is in you is greater than he that is in the world. He that is in you is greater. And he that is in you is an overcomer. You are an overcomer. He that is in you is the greatest. He, is a he has a creative power in him. And you too, you have it. But please, I beg you, young, old, that's why I brought Mr. Gola here, get, your, get a mental revolution. As well as, a, you know, we know there's spiritual revival. In this house, we love God. But please, let it not just be we love God. Where is your action? What are you doing about it? Your children are waiting for you. They're waiting for you to arise. Like I said, if you don't arise, your children stand the chance of not arising too. So I beg you, I beg you, by the mercies of God, I beseech you, I implore you, arise. You are made for more. God will turn all your burdens to benefits. He will turn all your liabilities to assets. For every new challenge, there will be a new grace. Grace that will not bring you disgrace. Let's rise up to our feet, actually. Let's rise up to our feet. And I want us to just actually say, look, even though we are small today, God is almighty. Even though we're limited, we have a God that is unlimited. Even though we are weak, we have a God that is very strong. Open up your mouth today and say, Lord, every area of my life where I need a kick, where I need a kick, help my thinking. Change my habits. Change my paradigm. I am made for much more. Greater is he that is on the inside of me than he that is in the world. You did not go to Calvary. It's not in vain. I have what it takes to fight every battle. Christ, the fullness of the Godhead, is inside of me. He is unbeatable. He is unstoppable. Ah, I pray, Lord, that our eyes of understanding will be enlightened so that we will know what we carry. So we know that we are made for more. I declare, I decree supernatural strength for everyone in this place. I decree resilience. I decree grace. I decree courage. Wisdom. Wisdom, oh God. You would equip us in the name of Jesus. We are built to last. Every area of our lives, our children, we say everything that we do. Lord, we'll be mindful of your kingdom. We will be mindful of your kingdom. God is not done with us yet. It is not over. Things may not be going the way we want it, but we have enough faith to carry on. We will not give up. We have enough sense to have hope because greater is he that is in us than he that is in the world. We will not stop believing. We will not stop hoping. Ah, Lord, let strength from within arise within us, O God. Father, we thank you. Father, we thank you. Thank you for our new season, O God. We are made for much more. We decree we are not mediocre in any way. The Bible says in the book of Isaiah 6, Arise, shine, for your light has come, and the glory of the Lord is risen upon us. 
in this place, oh God, Father, we say, Lord, we will be kingdom takers in the mighty name of Jesus. We will be kingdom takers in the name of Jesus. Everything that you have planned for us, the Bible says we are the light of this world, the salt of the earth. We will not lose our saltiness in the name of Jesus. Our light will not suddenly go dim in the midst of our days in the name of Jesus. The glory of the Lord will be risen upon us and our light will shine. And it will break forth speedily in the mighty name of Jesus. We are made for more. Father, we give you praise. We magnify you. We lift up your name, Lord. In Jesus' mighty name we pray. Give a king of kings a round of applause this morning. Just before you take your seat, say to your neighbor, you are made for more. You are made for more. Don't ever forget that. God bless you. Thank you.